No, the doc. So the doctor is actually. So it's crazy, man. I got like, I got rushed into hospital, and it was like a movie. Like there was like thirty people just running around, like people wearing gloves, and it was like it was literally like a movie. Airtime crime. All right, let's get straight in. Hi guys, welcome back to Airtime Prime. Today we don't have a my co-host Leo. He had he had to go somewhere, which I'll explain to you later. But today we have a special guest. He's a, a public speaker. Do you know where Heathrow is? If you know Heathrow, is the Heathrow is the biggest and busiest airport in UK. So he's the engineer there. He does aerospace engineering. Welcome to Airtime Prime Podcast, Thank and good much. to have you here. And also. You do your STEM ambassador too, correct? As a that's right, yeah. So I try and encourage more, more of the youth, more of the future generation, future leaders to get into STEM because I feel like that's where real, real decisions get made and where society moves forward. And the firstly, I've not said much, but this guy here is, is one of the most inspiration guy I know. This is why I got him on this podcast and one of the best show in London. And thank you for coming today. Thank you very much for having me, Yusuf. I appreciate. It. So, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, how sh how should people know you? Like, what what's your motivation to where you are right now? Um, I think the one thing that sort of I would love people to know about me is I like to I like to just add sparkle, a little motivation to people's day. That's what I like to do. I like to make your day better just by the words that I say and how we interact and the things that we do. Yeah, that's my personal. You know, that's the that's the value I want to add onto people's lives, and also he been he been on ITV <laughs> TV show, <laughs> and he got like rated for the best engineer in Heathrow, <laughs> which I believe that. So we we need to give a clap. <laughs> hey. So how was the experience getting like when ITV said we're gonna film you, film what you've done mm. to change a change. The bagging system. Am I saying it correct? Yeah, the bagging system. Uh, ba bagging system. What is that you've done? Going to tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so in the baggage system in Heathrow, um, it's a very complex system, and there's a lot of things that can go wrong. One of the things that can go wrong is if a bag is stood up on the baggage belt and it's trying to go through an X-ray machine, it will stop the belt. It just simply won't fit through. Mm -hmm. So um, we des I designed something that can actually tip bags over. So we already had an existing design, but it wasn't very efficient. Mm -hmm. I went back to the drawing board. I redesigned it. And I got it installed. Now, when I was telling one of my managers just about the stuff that I'm doing, he was like, yo, this will make really good telly. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, let's 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 see if ITV are interested. So I speak to the producer and the producer's like, yes, please like get me on board. Uh, so, that's pretty sick. So literally we got, the fam uh, we got the camera crew down and it just happened. And you know, at the, at the time I was just doing my, like I was just doing what was gonna happen anyway. We were installing the Toppler. But well, we had a, fa a, ca a camera crew behind us, you no know, filming us, asking us questions, stuff like that. And then a couple months later, it was on TV, and it's just it's 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 amazing, like the opportunities that have come off the back of that as well. That's pretty insane. Yeah, it's 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 an unbelievable, it's an unbelievable thing. And just to think that not only is my system, not only is my uh, design in the actual Heathrow system, mm -hmm. but actually that whole thing was documented, and then it was shown on telly. That's really cool. Pretty sick, man. I'm, I even watched it. If you haven't seen it, you should go check. M motivation. How do you say M moti Motivate. That's motivate. So, that's so go check on his Instagram. You'll probably see it when you scroll it down. What, what's their title called? 
the Heathrow, the busiest, he, busy, yeah, so busiest airport. Yeah, so Am Heathrow, Britain's busiest airport is the the show. What's the name of the show? I know. Um, but yeah, if you want to if you want to check it out, it's on the ITV hub as well. Yeah. I think it's uh, episode nine, season six. That's pretty sick, man. I didn't know what episode it was, but I watched it. Mm, few clips and a few. I didn't watch it full. I've been honest because I've been busy, <laughs> and I'm, I did few whatnot, and then. I'm a I'm a real G. I say real real stuff. I don't want to hide stuff. If I say some um, like lie, it will come back to me. So I don't want to say any lie. Mm. So I'll say positive like what's what I've done. Absolutely. To be honest so, with you, I don't watch any of the episodes either. <laughs> I watched the one that I was on, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's um. So how did you get involved in aerospace engineering? What made you decide? Uh, yeah, I need to get into aerospace rather than mechanical, civil, electrician, or computer science, whatever. I mean, growing up, I wanted to be a pilot. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to fly a plane. But really, truly, I, just, I was just fascinated by planes. That's all I knew. I just, I'd look up at them and I'd think, how? Like, how is this thing actually flying? And then I thought, oh, you know what? Being a pilot would be really cool. But then my brother-in-law was like, are you sure you want to be a pilot? Think of it. You just get on a plane, go to somewhere, you sleep in a hotel, you get back on a plane, you go back home, and it's just, bouncing up you know you're like you're basically like an uber driver you go back and forth and I basically was like, yeah and i was like okay maybe maybe it's not as exciting as i thought it may be maybe i'm not going to be able to have the creativity that i'm looking for in a job in something like that so um then i then i was thinking about you know i was just exploring the world of engineering and i thought well you know what i'm good at maths i'm good at physics i might as well combine those two plus my love for planes that's aerospace engineering right there and then i thought you know no, even if i don't become an aerospace engineer I feel like that's the right direction for now. Let's see where that goes. No, I did a um, similar path, we, we, as you, we were as in you the know. Same course. Um, <laughs> we did the same course in the university. We were. You uh, no, saved no. me in uh, my third year because <laughs> no, I didn't one, save anyone. There was this one. There was this one module that I had no idea how to pass, and then Yusuf. I'm not a smartest person in the room, but I can help. I'm surely can help people with my. You know, till this day, yeah. 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 me, Rodon, and Roy. I probably I need to bring him on their podcast. We literally sit there going, "Oh my god, if it wasn't for Yusuf that day, <laughs> we would I have tried, all man. we would have all I failed. Tried, man. Absolutely failed." So now I'm glad us. that I was there to support support like whoever's around. Mm. Even though I was going through a lot of stuff during exam exam period during my last last year. My personal stuff like my piloting, yeah, I remember. which was not working out for me, and I was like what's going on what's going on but i was like if i can help someone i can get whatever like if i'm if i'm learning something engineering is about working together mm, it really is it's about solving the problem which you you say so many times like yeah. it's in life we have so many problems mm. and if you find a solution of that this is who like that's what engineers that's what life uh, engineers taught me if i if i didn't learn anything in a university what i've learned is i can say that it's problem solving skills 100 percent. like math equation like you, you know where to use it when to use it so absolutely so life is like a very complicated maths equation but instead of algebra it's just real like people and problems and you know replace the replace the x and the y with human Stacey and you know human abdullah and then exactly yeah human <laughs> and yeah. then you're gonna have to shuffle them around you have to manipulate them and you know, in a good way to try and get the best outcome for them and for you and for everyone. Yeah. And what you recently flew a plane? Well, yeah. For the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah, a video. 
yeah, yeah. That so was, like, what? That, that was actually not very recent. That was I, that was an old video that I uploaded. Okay, the the expression on your face is in, incredible. Yeah, can you can tell? Yeah, you, you can, can tell, tell the like baby joyness, like yeah. you know, baby having their first time experiencing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was exactly it because, like, you think of it, I four, four years where I'm learning about planes, I'm learning about thermodynamics, like fluids, how a plane flies fundamentally from the ground up, and then you get there and you're holding onto the steering wheel. And you're flying, and then you just go, you push it, and, then you go and it just goes, and yeah. you just, you just feel yourself just diving down. And you look down, you see the road, you see cars, you see everything, and you're just diving down towards it. And then all you do is you pull up, and it goes back up, yeah, back up again. And it's like, all right, what happens if I do this? And you go, and it's like everything <laughs> just flies this way, flies that way. And I was telling the guy, like, listen, I've, I've studied this stuff, but experiencing it, yeah, it's different experience, completely. Different. I'm glad to get my PPO, I can't lie. Yeah, I'm I'm glad. You, you guys did that all the time in your um, course. Man, you know? Like, you know what? The first first year of uh, flying was really hard. Mm. First year of my university was hard. Because mm. I would say, because every Wednesday, for engineers, like, it's five days a week. We don't have a day off. On a day off, every engineer get Wednesday off. Yeah. But on a, that day, we have to go flying. Like, yeah. 7.30, we have to be up. 8. We have to be at a certain place for the bus. And if you miss the bus, you miss flying on the day. And then if you don't get enough hours. Yeah, you don't pass the course exactly. for first year. So <laughs> that was jarring. <laughs> that was jarring. But um, it was a good experience. Um, like first, I would say five lessons of myself. Mm. I was shaking. How was your experience when you were flying? My, e my first flying lesson, I was shaking. Mm. I was shaking. I didn't know. I was like. Probably first one I did for podcast, how nervous I was. If you see it for the first podcast, which will, will be out soon, um, which already out by now, by the time you listen to this. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the first one was, I was shaking. I didn't know what to expect. My instructor was great. Mm. My instructor was great. And he was like, relax, just enjoy the experience. Just go up there. Don't do anything. Just come with me. Mm. Go do like we take you up. All you do is just watch what I do. And the time that I got on the air with him, I remember till this day, I felt free. Mm. Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. I felt free. My life is out outside the box. Like people going down the road, which you probably seen M40, like on my way, people driving. I'm I'm up in the air, like man. I'm I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm looking down. I'm looking. Uh, so, so that that was it. And the reason the, I, I haven't said that to many people. I've left aerospace engineering industry because mm. of the bad experience that I faced in university. And um, at the end of my finishing uh, piloting, mm. the place that I was flying, I don't want to name them. The place that I was flying, there was like. A little bit racist, mm. racism. You probably feel that yeah, you're probably in in the history when you when you get in, and um, like even my one of my black in, in, instructor was like, "You you fly better than me." Like when he said that to me, I felt like I felt like I've done so much. Do you get where I'm coming from? I've done so much for the industry. There's something more out there to experience. So this is why, like, I'm done. Let me put my bag down. Pack my bag, go traveling. Mm, I remember that. I remember so I was like, I need to find my motivation. My, what's it? 
my perspective, my my energy again. Mm. So how long a, were you traveling for? I was traveling for a first trip I done. I done it for nine months. Then I took a month off, then went back out again, because I was stuck in Bangladesh, and then I got deported back to UK. You done a madness as well. You went to North Korea, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, North Korea was an experience. <laughs> so I was in Thailand. I was looking around. How can I get to North Korea? Mm. I was with this uh, woman, and we were discussing about North Korea. And then overnight, uh, I was web browsing, and I was like, "How can I get to North Korea?" I have no plan to go in there at the time, so it's during. It's about to come up to May, and um, I saw there was a May Day event happening. I was like, it would be interesting to go there, to check it out, and I. But I was like, it, it was expensive, like it was hella expensive. Really, and I was like, you know what? I'm booking it right now. Like it was wow. three days later. Wow. I'm in. I'm in Hong Kong, and then and the next day I was in China. China to North Korea, so oh my days. So what, what, what was it like? So North Korea, I would say, is the most isolated country, but uh, but they has the one of the most beautiful I've seen. There's no communication. I feel like I was in 1950. Really, like everything. W- were you able to like actually interact with the people and like yeah. go to the villages and the towns? No, they take like, they take you everywhere. Like they, they, who's they? Uh, there's a one civil like secret agent with us mm-hmm. and two guides. Okay, these are like government, I'm guessing. Uh, government like tour guides. Yeah. I don't know who they were. So one of the things that I've done is I did a thousand burpees in North I Korea. I remember you had the camera set up. On I the have a camera yeah. set up, but their secret agent was with me 24-7. Well, I'm not even making these jokes because I made the scene. I made the scene in North Korea. I don't think anyone, any foreigners or went to North Korea did a thousand burpees. Not even a single person I they can imagine. They didn't know what a burpee was. <laughs> but probably I didn't know. I, I tried they to get, thought. I tried to get locals in. They was like, hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Um, yeah, it was. It was really nice. Um, their secret agent was there, asking me like loads of questions. Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? At the end, when I gave my speech, they was like, I need to go through your all your footages. Mm. So then I didn't tell that story to anyone yet. So they went through my all my footages. So what I did was. I back up my all my footages in a hard drive, mm. external hard drive. I had two at the time. I knew they were scanning. Put everything. I showed the other one. They went through it. They delete so many stuff. Really? What so, the actual hard drive or the no? No, I to actual actual like the footages. Oh, so you don't even have uh, it. No, I, I have. I still have it. Yeah. Um, they said that you <laughs> Let's can't make do. Sure they don't figure that out. <laughs> um, they said that you can't do um, burpees in front of a statue. They can't uh, in front of the the leader pictures. They respect it so much. It feel like it's their god because they have no one to believe to. They don't see anything else. So there's no religion. There's no Muslim. There's no Christian, and there's no Hindu. There's no Buddhism. Question for you. Yeah. You know that nervousness you're talking about with the flight? Yeah. Did you feel any of that when you were when you were doing something like this and during that whole like when you were booking before you were booking it up to the point where you were there? So I was nervous in the flight. Because mm. the video that I've seen on YouTube, it's not what it is mm. until you go there with your 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 foot and you see it with your own eye. It's more you have more freedom. Mm. Like I did the first burpees in the airport, 
You were on a mission. <laughs> I was on mission. Like you, people need to people. And I, I, I didn't know. I didn't want to do it for people. I did it for myself. Yeah. But people were watching me. Mm. The whole airport was looking at me. I was like, "What the fuck going on?" Like, and everyone asking me, "What are you doing here?" I was like, "I'm just trying to get fit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just trying man. to get fit." Eventually, it was like, "Yeah." I told them like, "I'm doing thousand burpees in North Korea off my four days of trip." So I'm trying to get that done. Two fifty a day. Yeah, two fifty. I didn't. I was not counting. Like, imagine you're going tour and then you're with them twenty four. So when you're traveling with them. And every place that you get there, I'm doing ten burpees, twenty burpees, whatever I can in that moment, I'm giving it a go. Mm. By the time at the end of it, I was like, my leg was on fire, <laughs> my leg was on fire. But it was interesting. It was very interesting to go out. I would recommend anyone to go out there, go experience it, because there's no place in the world that's like North Korea. Because mm. the reason I say that in nineteen during the war in 1950, what was the year? 1950 to 1954, when America destroyed whole country. I don't know if I said that a year, right? When America destroyed whole country, and they're being, they're being sanctioned for since till today. And there's no food coming in. There's no food. Um, there's only organic food in the country. Do you get where I'm coming mm. from? Just whatever uh, the produce is. Yeah, whatever they produ uh, produce, and it, in, internally they only produce a little bit it's like a uk like most of the stuff oh, that you come yeah it's a, it's a cold yeah. country yeah. it's a cold country so majority stuff in coming to uk is outskirt like it's come from other countries Absolutely, like yeah. spain stuff, yeah. you probably know spain like south america india whatever so there's nothing's going there because mm. even though they're trying to ask for peace right now people not are trying to accept it because what they've done in the past they're not, they're not seeing past why they're doing it. Right. If you actually put your perspective into their shoes, understand where they're coming from, and they'll, excuse me, uh, they will tell you why they're doing it. Mm. Imagine if someone come to your house and like rob everything, and they're saying that you're getting limited supplies only. What would you do? Like, let's say I did it to you, and then- So you came to my house. As I rob everything, everything and then yeah, I, I said, I'm giving you supplied amount. Let's say you get five pounds a day. That's that's all your food mm. for that for twenty five years or fifty years or seventy years. What would you do? I mean, I'd see how I can survive on my own with my own without requiring outside needs. That's why yeah. that's my personal vision. Personal yes. vision. As it get longer, you'll start hating the opponent. Like let's say me. Like yeah. do you get where I'm coming from? So, like, so that's an interesting one, right? Um, if we look into history, there's a lot of countries that have been sanctioned. It's not just North Korea. I'm not. I'm just talking about because you asked yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So, so, so if it was me, I'd, I'd, I'd see what I can do on my own, like how I can survive on my own, and that that sort of mindset I think I've adopted from, like, Iran mm. is also quite heavily sanctioned as a country, but they've developed their own their own military. They've developed their own stuff within the country. They basically their their sort of leaders back in the day. They were like, you know what? If they want to sanction us, let's just get our own house in order. And I think Japan done a very similar thing as well, where Japan, one of the emperors actually locked off the borders. Yeah, and all did. he allowed into the country was books and knowledge from Netherlands. So they used to get books shipped in from the Netherlands yeah. and they used to read. And why do you think Japan is so technologically advanced? It's because they spent ages not worrying about any other country in the world except for their own. That's what North and Korea they, hasn't done. They're worried about America so exactly. much and... Uh, 
Like, and that's, and to be honest with you, if we if we even roll that, take what the lessons from that and apply it to ourselves, if you sit here worrying about what other people are doing for the rest of your life, how much are you going to achieve on your own? There's so much to learn every day, man. There's so much to learn and then there's so much to create. Yeah. There's so much to understand from the other people's mistakes. Mm. Even going there was like good opportunity. Like in my community and like going out there, experiencing myself. So I'm honored. I'm honored to do it. Yeah. Like, There's not many people that I that I know personally who've done what you've done. Honestly, I appreciate that. It's really cool, man. Appreciate that. It's Thank cool. you. And what you're doing, inspiration too. Like going out there, and in Heathrow, and being the like I believe, like in majority of like in an industry, there's not a lot of Muslim. No. Well. And not Depend, depends on what level of the organization you're looking at. If you're looking at just the ground staff, then you might find any. But in the corporate side, there's the the barely because I've I've seen it with my own eyes. As in, like when I was in a pilot industry, yeah. While I was trying to become a pilot, when I was going to all the yeah. expedition, all the stuff, all the corporate world, it's you a very, only it's a very see white industry, yeah, especially white. In the UK. It's just white middle-aged men, a lot, yeah. a lot of them. They don't even hire like people that who has a brain. And what you're doing is the most inspiration. So you see that perception of the aviation industry, though, is why people told me don't get into it. Like my uncles told me, don't do it. Don't I'll say go for it. Job. Yeah. Well, now now they see. I I told them I don't care what you think. <laughs> like I'm gonna do it because yeah. I want to do it. I'm gonna do it. But you know, like it wasn't it wasn't easy. Like the first I when I went in for a job interview at Lufthansa, the first thing the guy told me, he looked at me, he's like, he looked at my CV, he read Mohammed, he was like, are you Arab? Like imagine I was 19 years old and the guy goes up to me, are you Arab? Just like screw facing. That's crazy. Like, and, That's I, and like crazy. you think to yourself like, and the thing is the HR partner was sat next to him and I see her face just go, like, did he, did he actually ask that question? <laughs> like, I don't think he realizes that you can't ask such questions, but that still shows you how ignorant some people are. Like, a lot of people are ignorant man. to the whole thing. Even a loser manager. He got like, fired, by the way, very quickly. <laughs> afterward, after he interviewed. Not, not, not particularly the interview, but just in general. Apparently, he was very bad. So, yeah, There's a lot of them. There's a lot of um, managers out there. Like, I have experience. They've been hired to do what the job is, mm. but they don't have uh, no knowledge of what others are. Yeah, people. People experience yeah. are people. Like, I experienced that. I got sacking on one of my jobs. I don't want to get into that. But, yeah, one of my jobs. And that that was the give me a reason I should go out my go out from London. Mm. Like, there's nothing for me right now. I need to go out, go experience it right now. Mm. Like now or never. That was it. Coming back from from the fact that you've done all that and you made that decision, you went, you've come back. What would you say your main takeaway from all of that was? I'll say live right now. Yeah. Don't think about anything else. Like live right now. Like the moment won't come back. Mm. Even this conversation won't come back again. Do you get where I'm coming from? Mm. Like being here. I'm here 100%. I'm with you. Like I know that I have a meeting with someone else afterward, but um, like my time is here is right now. Like take what you can. Mm. Don't try to think, oh yeah, this guy's doing this in a holiday. But everyone have a different time zone. Yeah. Like my time was to what I was going through at the time. No one know what I was going through. Yeah. Like I was going through mental health. I was going through dark time. I was like, if I don't do it now, I'll probably die. This is what I was thinking. Was this when we went to that restaurant ages ago? Yeah, that was after the rest. Uh, that was uh, after the restaurant. I was like, I was telling you, I remember I'm going traveling. 
I don't know what's gonna happen. I told you do it, bro. And then I, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna make it happen. And then my mom, even my parents didn't even knew about this, you know. Really? Like my mom didn't know where I was going. My dad didn't know where I was going. I didn't release anything. I just told my mom I'm going away. And then my mom's like, yeah, be safe. My dad, I saw my dad in tears. I've never seen like, do you know where I'm coming from? You don't mm. see your dad's in tears. Mm. But then when you when you see that, when you see that something like there's something out there. Even though people say I didn't become a successful in a filmmaking industry or storytelling, but what I what I actually took out is what I've done before the virus. The same experience won't happen again. The same energy that I had at the time. Yeah, people are now just cautious. At least for another ten years till we'll forget about this whole thing. No, I wouldn't even say ten years. They will take another ten to fifteen years. Oh. I would say because people it, to be the like. I'm guessing people were inviting you into their homes. People were you, with you. And just if like, you probably remember this, what I've done like last year in September, I yeah. hitchhiked from Barcelona to London, which took me twelve days. I day. remember that. Yeah, that was, I will. I will not have the experience if if this. The virus things are wow. happening. Like I was not able to do that because I want to so do, do. I want to do do that because, like, because there's a lot of immigrant in the UK. Because mm. I'm not. I'm, I'm an immigrant too. But there's a lot of people who walked to London. Mm. But I want to experience. I've been living in London since I was young. Since I was nine years old, ten years old, I've not experienced that. But when people say, "I go back to your country," go back to your country. But I want to understand why people done it to experience it. Even when I was hitchhiking, I saw people trying to get to London, mm. like with a backpack with a group of people. Like it was. And it in was, terms of would people ask to see your documentation? Like there's some. I saw loads of racism because mm. I was brown, like white with a beard, beard with my backpack. People assuming they don't want to take me in. If I was with a white guy. Oh, like oh, white girl, hey, white blonde eyes, blonde eyes. I would have been picked up. Like there's a lot of distance. I walk. Mm. Like I had to hitchhike to the mountain, come back down. There was loads of what car was going. Not a single person stopped. Stopped for at least four hours. Wow. Which which country was this? It was. This it was in between Bo- uh, Caledonia. Um, no, Caledon. Uh, no. What was I saying? Um. Between border of Spain mm-hmm. and France, where the border was. Okay. What was the place called? Caledonia. Uh, I'm not saying it right. Uh, what was the name? Yeah. Anyway, let's. Uh, when I get the name again, I'll get back to. But that place, it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. World can't describe how beautiful it was. But I just stood there, had tears in my eyes. I was like, "Wow." What have I signed up for? What did I sign <laughs> up like? I signed like this is craziest thing that I'm doing. Yeah. And no one experiencing this. I'm the only person mm. out there. You know what? The, I I want to do more of stuff like this, bro. Because I want to. Because the reason I did it is because I have an adre- adrenaline rush. I still do have that in my heart. Yeah. Like, if I didn't do it at the time, and if I if I keep saying it, I yeah. want to do it, and I didn't do it. Yeah. I probably have a regret right now. Oh, absolutely, bro. If 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 we if we after that conversation that we had in that restaurant met up today and you hadn't gone through what you had gone through i guarantee like your mental health would not be what it is today You'll be able yeah to i'm rest. way stronger right now like yeah. i can yeah there's certain days that i don't want to do anything that's natural that's, that's natural yeah. so like 
I'm able to hold myself up even in a lot of different situations. I was like, yeah, I've got this. Yeah, if you can if you can sit the stand there for four hours waiting for someone to hitchhike and no one's No, I was walking. I was walking yeah. with my backpack and then there's a there's a guy from um uh, there was a guy from Colombia. Mm. He was in a van. He was in a van. He drove past. He'd done a full junction, made the U-turn, came back for me. Wow. What did he say when he stopped? He was like, oh, my little brother done something like you. When I see you, you're the most inspiration did guy. He have like, did he have like a sign? No, I had a little sign written in as, as something. What did I say? I can't even remember. I said, I'm um, going to the north. Can someone give me a lift? So I have my massive backpack on. And, and like sign on the back. And then, so I have everyone was screw face looking at the sign. Sign was a bit small. But I can't <laughs> even write Spanish at the time. It was um, uh, this Go- guy Google came. Translated. Google translated. <laughs> and then I'm slept in some like Italian guy house. Mm-hmm. We don't speak no languages. Oh, wow. That was they host me to sleep over. And the next day they took me to the like, most beautiful beach. Wow. To experience like local culture. And they dropped me, they get paid for the food, drink, alcohol. Like, obviously, I don't drink alcohol, but they, at the time I was drinking, they gave everything. Like, it's you, your time, experiences. Yeah. See, that's, see stuff like that makes you want to live in the now. Yeah. You so, this is, about. like, I say, I say to myself, this is say to my everyday. The day that you wake up, the eyes that you open, it's a blessing mm. for that day. Because next day, you never know where you'll be. Yeah. You could be anywhere, any worse position. So this is why I do what I've done. Alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm very grateful to be where I am. Yeah. Before you, who you were, like what you become like, back in the day, you was big, you were lack of confidence, you have no energy, mm. you're a very shy person. Mm. And also you broke your leg. Well, how's that transition happen mm. to become who you are today? You're one of the most inspiration guy I know right now in the aviation industry. Mm. Like in being in Heathrow, like a lot of experience. I'm even jealous that I should have done what you've done and like be in the shoes. But how's that transition happen? It's crazy. So, I mean, back back in the day, I started from the beginning. Back in the day, I literally lacked like zero confidence, man. I went to an all boys Islamic school where mm. like when I came out and I and I went to my, my sixth form, I went to a brand new sixth form and all of a sudden there's like, this other gender called females that I now I have to deal with. And I couldn't even look. I couldn't even look <laughs> a, a girl in the eye. Like literally, I was staring at the ground, just like just super nervous. Like, and she's like, "Oh, you know, oh, like, you know, what what subjects are you doing?" And I'm like, um, <laughs> "Like um, maths, physics." Just I couldn't. I had zero confidence. And a lot, a large part of the the growth from that was YouTube videos. Surprisingly, I used to watch loads of YouTube videos about like just how to improve your confidence, how to how to build your character, personal development, you know, and it was a lot of stupid stuff as well. Like, you know, like just people, people like doing random stuff and dumb stuff in public. And I think, how is it that this guy isn't getting embarrassed? Like, why is it that if I was to do that, I'd basically die, but this person is just doing it and just drugging it off. And you know what, actually, if anything, people around him are thinking that's a cool person because they're just being themselves and they're not, they're not being bothered by other people's opinions. So I was a lot of that, right? But it was only until my my um, second year of university, you know, even throughout university, like I was just sticking to my boys. I didn't really speak to, to to sort of anyone, and I was just really stuck to myself. And then, and again, no confidence. I wouldn't really talk in public. It was all very, very to myself. And then, 
in my third year or my second year um i met i met i was joining the american football team yeah. there was a few characters on the american football team that i remember once we were sat down and we were talking you remember Lake, right? Yeah, I, I, he was. He he's meant to come, but he's denying me right now. Not denying me. He was like, "You got work things going on," but he would come on. So that's season two. Lake probably doesn't know the impact he had on my life. Yeah, yeah this is why I want him to be yeah. on a podcast. He probably come in sweet. Lake, Lake, Lake's all about mindfulness. Lake's all about being in your zone, like just doing your thing, enjoying. You know, I remember we were sat there once talking, and oh, this guy's describing his mental state. Thinking, how how does a human being become like that, you know? And he recommended a book called The Yusa Guide to Balance, and it's a, it talks about the the mind, the body, and the spirit, and about how if you nourish the mind, the body, and the spirit, you unlock parts of yourself. And I literally wow. mean you unlock parts of yourself you didn't know existed. And I, you know, this book, this book, I started reading it, and I started reading the mind section. I haven't actually finished this book. I've only ever read the mind section. But that sent me down a rabbit hole of personal development that till this day is, is burning within me. Yeah. I started to realize the power of my brain and the thoughts I tell myself Crazy. and everything that I feed into my brain and the, 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 the thoughts and the beliefs that I believe mm-hmm. and how those impact who I am. I started to meditate. I started to put myself outside my comfort zone. I started to do things that will develop me as a person and actively seek growth rather mm-hmm. than just... Because once you realize, like you you grow, you think, like wow, like if if it only took for me to do this to grow, all I did was read a book, and I became better than who I was yesterday. What's the upper limit to this? Like where where can this take me? And I and I and those questions really really were on my mind, and I started to read more, and I started to really look into um, the power of the mind, mm-hmm. and that, that that's the sort of books that got me into the power of now and the the power of the moment. And how, you know, letting go of all these self-doubt, self-limiting thoughts really liberated my life. And I and I and I on this trajectory that I never thought I'd ever be on because of a simple one conversation, which That's I decided crazy. to action. I remember in the moment I've ordered that book. I didn't even know you was a lack of confidence during your first year and the second year, and then the second year the shift happened. Yeah. And the third year you was completely no, fourth year. Well, you, so yeah. I went on placement yeah, and, yeah, and then back. when you was a completely different human being yeah. I remember I was in your room in your uh, little accommodation yeah and then having a little discussion about life absolutely that uh, that year I, I I was woke as they say yeah. <laughs> like you know you was you was aware of who you are yes and that's the biggest thing man you need to be aware of who you are first before you you start doing anything in life yeah but the thing is being aware of who you are till this day it's a journey that I'm on yeah, every day is a every every day is a new new thing that you learn from yourself. Exactly, but then yeah. but being conscious that that journey even exists is a liberating moment. This is why I call this airtime prime because you're you're living in prime time moment. Mm. Your your time is a prime. Yeah. You can't take that back. Like I said earlier in this podcast, like the moment you have is the precious moment. Yeah, it's, it's like things like obviously we might have a lack of confidence in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Or speaking in public, or speaking doing stupid stuff in the public, you probably go, oh, "This guy watching me. Why is he watching me?" Yeah. But it's all in your head. Yeah, people don't care about you, bro. People don't care about you. People don't even know what you're gonna say next word is. And to be honest with you, they don't care. Everyone's so in their own head 
the, these self-limiting thoughts, that especially when they, they are derived from what other people may think about us, it's like that person didn't even care. There's, no. there's a little experiment that was really interesting, right? They've got this really shy person to, to wear like a, an obscure shirt, like a shirt they wouldn't usually wear because they feared other people would judge them. Mm. They got them to wear this shirt and they got them to walk into the lecture hall and like make a loud noise, you know, like slam the door open type thing. And they'd walk in. And then after they did that, they got them sit down. After the whole process, they took that person. They asked them, how many people do you think noticed you and your shirt and the fact that it's weird? And they were like, no oh my God, no. Really? That person, the person said, everyone's eyes looked at me and everyone was looking at me. Then they asked the room, how many people noticed there was someone that walked in, by the way. They were like, I think 5 to 10% of the people said, yeah, we may have noticed something. Like they didn't notice there, any there specifics. Was it. it was just a, yeah, something happened over there, but it wasn't really, I was in my own zone. Yeah, no one nah, cares. No one, no one cares. There's <laughs> a video that I've seen. There's a video that I've seen a couple years ago. There's a guy in a park, mm. like it's about sunset time. He start. He played the music. Start dancing by himself alone. Mm. By himself alone. No one was there. Like everyone, there was a someone was recording this. No one was there. He start dancing, and a couple minutes later, two people join. Yeah. T- Ten seconds later. There was about 25 people at least yeah. joined. Yeah. After a minute in, it became a big crowd. Like a rave. Like a rave. <laughs> like it's a person movement. Yeah. Change your whole environment. Mm. And this is the exact same thing that I've done when I went traveling. I want my, do you know how my video is in? Like, oh yeah, it's a match today. Catch you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I tried yeah. to gather loads of people. Yeah. The first couple of them, I was shitting myself. Cause I didn't know how to ask people to get in a video. Yeah. But then after a few in, I remember you used to have crowds of people like saying, say, saying it. I was like, at least I was in top of a mountain. There's at least 40 people, 30 or 40 people. I make them gather. I was like, sit down here, sit down here, say this. Like people was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, I'm in a video. It's kind of uh, like a Nas Daily vibe. So like, yeah, it was, um, it was, I, I was inspired by Nas Daily. Yeah. I even met him. Like yeah, even, I remember you wore that shirt, like the progress yeah. shirt. So basically, what what he done was the best thing that he's done, like getting people together, communicating. But um, like you inspire by people. Mm. But I wasn't doing it because of him. I just want to travel. Yeah. But do something while I'm traveling to keep myself motivated. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And, and building an audience is that like. Building an audience and building something for myself. Like I was learning, I didn't study AV, I didn't study, I didn't study filmmaking in university. I didn't know how to edit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to make it like talk front of a camera. I didn't know how to gather people. Yeah. These are the soft skills that I've learned. Like you can't just get it from anywhere else. Yeah. You just got to put yourself out there, be vulnerable. And um, um like, be there for yourself. Even though whatever he's done, like whatever achievement that he's done in life, yeah. as someone's going out there, doing it for himself, even though the person didn't recognition, yeah. the person has learned so much. Bro, you know you said make yourself, like be vulnerable. Be vulnerable right there. Bro, like you know, how, you know how powerful I find that's that concept of vulnerability to be. Like people would just want to have one picture for themselves. Mm. There's a, you're human. Yeah. People forget that you're human. Yeah. You can be anything. Yeah. Like you're gangster, but in that gangster 
there's a soft person inside you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get where I'm coming from? Like there's there's that, and then there's also like just when you become vulnerable and you and you make yourself vulnerable, you'd be surprised how many more people are willing to empathize with your situation and help. You know what I mean? Like people are willing to help you when you're when you make yourself vulnerable. Like mm. it's 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 and also not only that is like when you make yourself vulnerable, what's the worst that can happen from there? It's like you've 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 exposed yourself to the point where other people's judgments can hit you hard. And if they hit you hard, they hit you, but you're gonna have to bounce back from it. Of course. And that making yourself vulnerable in that safe and saying, well, this is who I am. This is who I am, what you're gonna do about it. You start to realize that, you know what? That wasn't too bad. Like that that was the first one was uh, the first one that I've done, like, uh, because I didn't know how to make a film. I had no guidance. I just wanted to travel at the time, like I was sacked from a job and then I was, I lost my mind. I was like, I was in dark place. I looked at one way and I just bought this camera, which you, which I'm recording right now. Um, I didn't know, like, I didn't even know how to use the software. And I said to myself, I'm going to deliver a video every single day. I don't know how long mm-hmm. to my journey, but then my ego stopped me to become who I am like till today. All right. So. How uh, we were from <laughs> that was the was that noise from like that was uh, a these these Mike oh yeah McDonald's <laughs> back to you is like so you started at aerospace like you you didn't even tell me about your breaking legs like okay so when I was sixteen years old I decided to go skiing all right and it was the first time I ever gonna travel alone. So I told was it alone? Like I went, it? I went, I went to meet. I I traveled to Sweden alone, and I met my sister there. Okay. So she sort of link, linked me there, right? She lives there. My my, my dad was like, oh, you know, you gotta be careful. You gotta look after yourself. I was like, yeah, sure. But I was sixteen, first time traveling alone. I still got pictures. I remember like going to to like the the Ray Ban store, the uh-huh. airport, taking selfies. You know, gassed first time traveling alone. So we your arrived. mom approved to go like yeah, travel yeah. alone. All approved, all approved from the family side. But then, so I get there, and then the night before, I'm getting really excited. Tomorrow, I'm skiing for the first time. Super excited. So uh, let me watch these YouTube videos to learn how to do it. Now, I think I watched two YouTube videos, and the third one was how to break, slow down. I was like, you know, I'm getting a bit tired after the second one. I was like, let me just let me t- let me sleep. I'll finish off the tomorrow morning. I'll learn how to break. Tomorrow morning comes around, obviously you're late, everything's rushing, you forget to watch the video. We come out the door, I get dressed, I'm super excited. Now in my head, I'm already gassed because I'm like, I watched two YouTube videos. You know, this is going to be a piece of cake. The guy was doing it, I can do it. So I jump on the slope. My sister isn't even on the slope yet. I'm like, I'm going, I'm going straight to the top. So I get to the top, I'm looking down. I'm like, whoa, this is a bit crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm, this, is, this is a bit crazy. Like, mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? I see like, and things I was on a baby slope as well. And I see, I see like, I see people skiing down. I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. So I start going down. Everyone's doing zigzags, left, right, left, right. I was thinking straight down, literally straight down. And I, what I'd done is I'd done what I see in the, in the Olympics where you tuck in, you like yeah. collect their speed. And then I get to the point where I'm doing the thing that like, to uh, like slow down. yeah, to slow down. Like I've heard, this is how you do it, but it wasn't working. So I was like, Screw it. I'm trying. It's not working. Whatever. And I just, I'm like, we'll see where this goes. And I just go, 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 go. And then I get to the end of the road and there's this massive like mound of ice. And I go straight over into the forest. <sighs> I remember opening my eyes 
thinking, okay, I'm alive. I look over, I try and get up, nothing's responding. I look over on my shoulder and I see my leg is sat on my shoulder, pointing that way. So my leg was like this, like that, and like just over my shoulder. Right. My leg was just complete Harry Potter style, like just- Wow, jelly. Literally, and then Ugh. I remember seeing it, and I, this is this is the moment. This is a critical moment in my life. I remember a conversation going on in my head, and it was like, you have two options. You can either panic and stress, or you can deal with this. Panic and stress isn't gonna help. Just deal with it. Wow. So I picked up my leg, and I put it back where I. Were you feeling the pain be. though? Like no, no pain. Not a single touch of pain. Not a single touch. My body had gone into panic mode. Just shut down. Shut down the pain receptors. And I see. I remember having my hand, my leg in my hand. And the guy was running over, going, "Are you okay?" And I just looked at him like, "I've broken my leg. Can you please call an ambulance?" I was wow, so calm. You, I was oh, like, "I've broken wow. my leg. Can you please call an ambulance?" The guys come on the snowmobiles, and he's like, "Listen, mate. I've worked in this industry on the slope for the past sixteen years. I have never. I've seen people break every bone in their body." I have never in my life seen somebody as calm as you have been. And I was bussing jokes. I was t I had my phone out. I was taking selfies. I was chilling. I had my head like this, just just sitting there waiting. I remember seeing my sister coming, and I was like, I was waving my hands, going, "Oh, I'm alright. I'm okay. I'm okay." She's like, "What do you mean you're okay? <laughs> have you seen your leg?" And like my leg was just, just flung over oh to one my side. Good. But that was a, a fundamental point in my life where now anything happens, it's like, whoa. Stressing is not gonna help. Let me just deal with it. If I could go through a leg broke, and by the way, I broke my femur, which is the biggest bone in your body and the strongest bone in your body. And then if doctor said through, that you would never walk again. No, the doctor. So the doctor is actually so it's crazy, man. I got like, I got rushed into hospital, and it was like a movie. Like there was like thirty people just running around, like people wearing gloves, and it was like it was literally like a movie because apparently your femur is quite close to your nerves, like your main nerve for your leg. Wow. And it's also quite close to a, a main um, one of your blood on your like I'm not sure if it's an artery or a vein, but it runs right next to your femur. And if that cuts, you're in trouble. So that was like a, I went straight to the top of the priority list. But that same night, I got put into a, an operating room, and I got a titanium rod put into my leg. Wow! And as they stuck me back together again with a titanium rod, until this day, I got my titanium rock in there. Yeah, I got. And after that, rod. you don't uh, travel on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Wow, that's an inspiration. Anyone that watching there right now, breaking a leg, both was it both leg or was nah, it just, just one? Just, the leg just one leg, breaking one leg, put titanium rod yeah. in the body, and you then try Two back Two. to back, back to back. Yeah. Well, I've I haven't even done one. I only done uh, <laughs> Tough Mudder once in my life. Triathlons are cool, man. That, yeah. So, so signing up for my triathlon, I didn't know what I was signing up for. You didn't know what was looking. So I, what did what? I how was it? Numbers, right? I saw numbers. Uh, my brother-in-law was doing it and okay. he was you know my brother-in-law was doing it and he was doing like the baby triathlon it was like the sprint okay you know, where everything is like just just Small introductory one. so i was like sure i'll sign up for the for the sprint but that's not enough of a challenge so i was like to him what's the next level up he's like that's the olympic level so that's what they'll do in an olympic an olympic length triathlon so i signed up for the sprint and also the week after literally one week later i had an olympic triathlon so, as well. like Breaking your legs? Yeah. How long did it take you to recover? Um, like since you said you were 16 and then... Yeah. So when did it recover and you said, oh, God, oh, I'm able to walk again? Um, well, the initial, like, you can come off crutches about eight weeks afterwards. 
but the pain bro i could i could tell i could tell about 3 years in i could feel the screws in my knee every time i'd go upstairs i could feel my ligament just like just bouncing on the screws and i could literally feel the screws here and i can also feel the screw in my hip as well so every time I even do, till today um that, that the, the screw the, the pain the pain kind of subsides but when i do physical activity it comes back but every time i do a crunch or a, or 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 a, you know a sit up i could cuz there's so much strain on your pelvis i could feel this screw up against the muscle and the ligaments in my body and i can literally feel the pain inside my pelvis but i would just be like you know what i've got to deal with this like i'm not complaining is not going to help at all yeah i'm just going to deal with it and that's that's the situation that's my mindset that's inspiration anything, man. man like that's really inspiration so after breaking your legs like the first triathlon is mm. done mm. when was how like what's the was what's that, the year it was different? five years it was five years so i had time to recover but you know like doing that and like but the, the coming the, over coming over there your obstacles mm. and then being like being your pain like absolutely yeah there's a loads of people who just give up on the sports like we like i'm not doing it anymore i played american football as well yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i remember i remember i played I, but the thing is i went after i told my coach like this is about a year in i was like to him by the way i've got a titanium rod in my leg he was like what like yeah is that a problem he's like what would happen if you break your leg i was like i'd be screwed like cuz there's there's time there's titanium and bone broken that's a bit of a sticky one titanium won't break though i don't know in it i don't know but, i don't think it will but break if anything hey. i'd break my knee like i'd break the bit it's connected to yeah. Like the titanium would be so strong, the rest of it would break. And titanium is like, the strong, uh, strongest metal in the world. So yeah, probably won't break. Yeah, yeah true. Titanium true. won't break. Yeah. But I'm thinking, what other stuff the, around it yeah, will break? Because well, this yeah. is not breaking. Yeah. So he was like, "Listen, it's not worth the risk that you're taking." But this is after a year. I was like, "Screw it. Let me let me do some triathlon." Yeah. But yeah that, that from cool. that reason that you went triathlon. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason I did triathlon is because my brother-in-law was doing it, and I was like, "I want a challenge. I like challenges." Yeah. So this every year. So after I skied, mm-hmm. I broke my leg. It took about seven years to convince my dad to try skiing again. Uh, and yeah. this past two years, I've been going skiing every year. Wow. And I want to. Huh? I want to do it. I haven't done skiing so in this, my life. This yet. year, if Corona permits, right? Skiing has become too easy. I want to try snowboarding. I want to do things that are difficult. Yeah. That's the motto for me now. If I want to do skydive for my birthday, bro. Man. Like, uh, I can't wait. Skydiving, but wait. is that skydiving connected to? No, 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 no. Like on, on my own. Yes, on my own. Like, me, bro. Yeah, on anyone my own. connected? Like, what's the point? Like, the I, I want to do it alone. Like, if I die, I want to die with legendary moment. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm you. You're only living for to die. Yeah. If it's your destiny, you're gonna die. You get you're what I'm saying? Anyway. But and then I want that. Die. I want that adrenaline rush in mm. my life. Mm. To keep myself going yeah. like even when i was flying my plane mm. i want to go full speed i want to do that turn yeah, i want to do that like, turn uh, yeah but uh, this is why i didn't see myself to work in commercial industries because you, you can't, you can't do about. it you're you're just in one plane yeah and like you said it's uber yeah like one a to b yeah. b to a yeah. it's like bed. a ra- it's like a race driver saying oh yeah i love i love i love driving cars and then saying yeah okay fine be an uber driver yeah, like that's not why I'm driving the car. I don't want to just drive it like that. Right, well, when I get rich, yeah, I will have my own plane. I have like I still have a picture on my. I will have my own plane or helicopter. Yeah, to fly where I need to go. You know what I want, bro? When I make it, yeah, jetpack. 
That would be amazing. Yeah. Like that's, that's go to go to Dubai Bro, and a fly. I'm not even joking. There's a there's a there's an Instagram page called Gravity. Take on Gravity. Yeah, I've seen. Called. They came down here recently. Like last four or five months ago. Serious. So they did. Um, yeah, they did, did didn't they? Next to the stadium and stuff. Yeah. Excel, Excel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they came down. That's I, I, I was invited, but I didn't know it was that. But I, I missed out the opportunity. Bad. So, so bro, I. At some point in my career, you should I want do to it. be part. Not even just. I want to be involved in that that side of stuff. Like Iron Man, like going there wherever. Like put, your, put your put uh, your put your suit on. Yeah. Like I'm moment. going to work, my yeah. guy. I'm <laughs> going to my job. I'm <laughs> going to my business. Literally, I'm just going where I want to go. That's, That's it. insane, like man. The, the the owner of the company, um, Richard Browning, he has this thing where he's like he's describing how it feels to fly in these suits, and he's like, once you get used to it, all you have to do is think about where you want to go, and you just go. Like it's like driving. Like everything's like, you know, even for flying. Yeah. That you probably experienced this too, too. Like once you learn the basics, things that you need to do, yeah. Everything become numb to yeah. your to your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you the, get what the, I'm saying? The, the, you feel connected. Then you car. feel connected. You, you just like even flying. You just fly with your two fingers. Yeah. You don't need to like move a lot of muscles mm. in your body. Two fingers, you can actually make it go anywhere. Yeah. Like. If you want to go this direction, this direction. But for the first start, for forty hours in, you have to have all the struggles then to understand. Once you pass the hours, it becomes easier. Become easier. Like when you pass your test, your driving license. First, at least when you get your own car, you're driving. You have so you, careful. Like, so <laughs> careful. But after a year down the line, you're like, "Yep, jump on, start a key, put gears, and like yeah, you're off." Yeah. You don't even check anything. You know what you need to do, exactly. but it's. Obviously, Safety essentials, first. essential checks check are mirrors. important. Check your mirrors. <laughs> essential checks are important. There's a lot of car accident I've seen without it's checking. Not pretty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. And, and also, don't just don't talk about just essential checks for yourself. You're not checking for yourself. Yeah, you're, you're checking too. if there's a bike, a cyclist, a motorcyclist, be someone crossing the road. These people are more vulnerable than you are. If you're in a car, you survive. Mm. Somebody who's on a motorbike, they have a family, a kid. You know. You know the majority of people get who get ticket or who involve in an accident. They are not on a motorway. Mm. They're in they're, the side they're, roads. They're in the yeah, they're, they're in, the in their, their own local area. Mm. More percentages. If you do the research, eight percent of the accident happen in the, on on your local area because mm. your you, your brain is used to it. Do you know where your ticket? <laughs> I got a speeding ticket a couple of years ago in my own area where they changed thirty to twenty. Because um, you were there doing the, 33. <laughs> now I was doing uh, 26 <laughs> or oh. uh, 20. In my local area, I know this road was not like. Habit. It was just, it was just a habit to drive on that road. But I got that ticket and I, oh. had, to, I had to go That's for a school. Like it was ridiculous. But I, I was complaining, but obviously I should have known better. But then they change it. Go. Like everyone complain about it. Like why is 30 to 20? But they'll probably have a bigger reason. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, you know, at the end of the day, safety is important. And if you if you decrease your speed by 10 miles an hour, it's not like you're gonna you're still gonna get to your destination. But how many people's lives can we save? So. But sometimes you just need to go faster when your intention is like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I just wanna drive. Yeah. You know, I got a new yeah. car now, and it's like it's got a pretty big engine in it for its size. And boy, like I I find myself doing speeds that I shouldn't be doing. But it's like I didn't even, I didn't realize that the car's going so fast. Cause like you you know you forget you just kind of you put it in second gear put the foot down a bit 
it's like whoa this is okay i need to oh, break sorry. calm down like because you know it's adrenaline a, rush that's I'm, a, I'm an adrenaline junkie for sure bro and that's that's the problem having a fast car when you're an adrenaline junkie a fast car it's not are you in a aviation industry so yeah, yeah. No, one, a, day, one day i'll be flying that'll be that'll be good you know what i mean yeah i didn't at like the moment the best adrenaline that i can get it's a car nah there's boy more. There's more, more what is it uh, have, skiing coming nah there's this thing there's this thing called an electric unicycle i don't know if you've ever heard of this thing yeah but i've, I've seen you riding it yeah i haven't got i haven't got that confident when i when i like i haven't been on one yet yeah i'd love to get on one and Bro, give it a go it's not about just giving it a go it's about get on one keep getting on one until it's second nature and then you feel like iron man literally when you're on it i just think about where i want to go and i just zoom i literally yeah. zoom i just and it's so fast it's, it's electric so it's, as soon as you tilt it just gives you all its power and you're there bro these these little wheels it's just a wheel so you have complete maneuverability of where you want to go oh my days it's so much fun and it's and you know what? I see people on these little scooters, and I'm like, you have no idea what you're missing out. On. <sighs> like, like honestly, Man. so much. And anyone my heart just melted. Anyone who's watching this, my heart just melted from uh, from the way you described it. And then, like, honestly, you just you just I, mine got stolen in the lockdown. I had to go buy another one because I just missed the feeling so much. Raw. Yeah. yeah, the the crime rates are keep going up due to the lockdown. You know, because a lot yeah. of people are losing jobs. Yeah, and then like no. there's. There's no nothing to do. There's more crime. There's more robbery. People coming in, and I'll say be careful on the road. And um, yeah. And I would like to say thank you very much for coming. And I'm going to do part two. Part two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably down the line when Leo come, probably Leo. That'll be a good conversation. Uh, Leo had a few um difficult difficulty today. Well, you him. know, the guy, the guy's doing good. And man. also how people can find you and what you do just give uh, give us a one minute of what you do and what you're trying to achieve in your life and where to, then where to find you okay so cameras right there for my, you my biggest my biggest thing is that i want i want people to realize the potential they have within them the same way i did i took one conversation with one person i went and read one book and my life was flipped on its head i want people to have those experiences in their life because you won't realize how much you have within you until those experiences happen. Now, no matter what stage in life you're at, you can have that sort of experience, but you need to go seeking for it. It's a bit of a self-discovery. But I'm gonna tell you right now that it's possible because if it happened to me and I was some shy, insecure kid with no ambitions, no dreams, no goals, it can happen to you. Ever since I've started this journey, my goals have just got, kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And my life has begun to align the way I want it to be. When you get your thoughts in in line, your life begins to form the way you want it to become. Um, and that's that's the journey that I want to take people on. So I have a page where um, I share ideas and thoughts like this that I have, but I also share the stuff that I do at my work. So I work at Heathrow Airport as an engineer and I get to share the behind the scenes of what keeps Heathrow Airport operational. If that's something that interests you or if you want to learn more about personal development, follow my page. Um, it's at motivate so m-o underscore t underscore i-v-a-t-e if you're watching this on youtube or or facebook i'll put all of his uh, all of his detail on the description so you can find him and i'll say go find him if you're in the industry if you want to go into the aviation industry go find him 
you will learn a lot from him. I even do, even though I was an engineer, I still learn everything that he does. So go find him, go support my guy. Thank you. Thank you for coming thank today. You, thank you. I appreciate and, um, it. Like, and I'm glad to have you on, on this podcast because um, it's been, it's been a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, um, yeah. thank you. And then thank you for listening and then stay tuned. Airtime Prime. Peace out. Hey.